This is the BBC. Hello, this is Podcasting House. If you've never listened before, here's what you need to know. You're about to hear an episode of a new BBC podcast that we think is worth listening to. And if you like it, you can go find it and subscribe for more episodes. I'm Eli, and with me is Rianne. Hello, Rianne. Hello, Eli. <laughs> what are we about to listen to? <laughs> um, we're about to listen to a bit of a bonkers comedy drama okay. called How to Burn a Million Quid. And this is the story of the KLF. KLF. Um, thank you very much. I can do that again. Yeah, yeah, don't. Um, <laughs> okay. You can if you like, actually. I don't mind it. Again, okay. I'm, fe- I'm feeling very relaxed today. Right. So this, if you don't know the KLF, this is, again, it's a great introduction to their life and work, how they came about, what they got up to, and how they ended up trying to literally burn a million quid on a remote Scottish island. And it's, um, you know, when people go, it's a roller coaster ride, and you kind of think, oh, yeah, this is a roller coaster ride. Yeah. It's a great piece of... Um, Storytelling. Yeah, it's cool. All right. How to burn a million quid. Ken Campbell? No. Well, the stage manager said you looked like... Look like what? Like, uh, that. <laughs> Are you sure you're not him? What's in your folder? Is it food? It's my portfolio. I'm interested in designing uh, uh, Ken's new stage show, The Illuminatus. Trilogy. The Illuminatus Trilogy. Yeah. Well, Mr Portfolio, do you agree to begin an inner alchemy to transcend the consensual reality tunnel? And move from a state of fixation to a condition of mutability. What's the pay? Four quid. Take it or leave it. Take it and you'll be signing up to the most thrilling adventure a young man could have in 1976 that will change the course of your life. Leave it and your mind will stay intact and you'll live a long, happy and ordered life. Can you make it five? Why did they do it? We haven't come up with a definitive reason why we did it. Did they really do it? I think it's the best thing we've done. A million quid. They're lying. There's a lot of people that are totally into it. Bill Drummond. An ultimate rock and roll thing to do. Jimmy Corti. Why would anyone burn a million pounds? How to burn a million quid. Rule number one. Begin an inner alchemy to transcend the consensual reality tunnel and move from a state of fixation to a condition of mutability. It's 22nd of August 1994 and the KLF founders Bill Drummond and Jimmy Corti are on a plane to Jura. 
We know that because a sound effects disc of small aircraft interiors is playing in the background. It should be a Cessna-like aircraft, but they could only find a Seneca. Please keep your seatbelts fastened in case we encounter any bumps or turbulence. The pilot is a woman called Georgina. So put the cases in the back. With them is Gimpo, Alan Goodrick, the band's fixer, come roadie, come go-to guy when in trouble. And two suitcases containing 500 grand each. We'll keep them here with us, Gimpo. They are heading northwest on a two-hour flight to the remote Scottish island. They're all very quiet. The air is tense. You're not allowed to move around on the plane anyway. You're all right. Quite happy next to Georgina. Is your seatbelt on, Jimmy? Yes. No, it's not. You're doing that thing where you pull it around yourself and it looks like it's fastened. Bill is clutching his trusty book, The Illuminatus Trilogy. That's my copy. You might have heard of it. The Illuminatus Trilogy. Or TIT, as I sometimes call it. It describes itself as... The most important book in the history of the world. A satirical, sex, drugs, magic-laden conspiracy guide to who runs the world. That is, the super-rich secret society, the Illuminati, and what we need to do to get rid of them. Or, not that, but a ploy by the Illuminati themselves to make you feel like you have a hope. Or, all of the above. Is your seatbelt on, Bill? Bill? Lift up your book. I'm talking to Georgina. Uh, do you mean if I call you Georgie? Not at all. Isn't done up, is it? Right, I'm undoing mine again. Hmm, this isn't giving much away about the real psychodrama of KLF. I wonder what's going through their heads. A million quid would buy 55 kidney transplants or 250 hip replacements. Got to stick to it. That cash could buy 2,702 farming kits to feed 810,810 people. Shut up, head! Man, Stash would get me 90 kilos of coke or 100,000 bills. I could chuck them both out the plane and Nicky has a plan. BNB accommodation for 106 families. 565 full time student places for a year. Stop it, Brain! Oh, it'd pay for Princess Di's grooming for six years. Oh, she'd look right beautiful. She'd fall in love with me. Right, which one do I take out first? Why is Gimpo looking at me strangely? I could stab both his eyes out with his biro. Why are Gimpo and Bill looking at each other like that? Gimpo's still looking at me. Maybe he fancies me. Maybe we should get out of their heads. OK, lads, so this is the plan. In 0900 hours, we will disembark the plane at Jura. We will relieve ourselves in the arrivals toilet. At 9.15, we'll rendezvous with Jim Reed, the journalist. And there we will walk at a steady pace to the air car in which we'll be taken to the hotel. Cool. Bill? Sorry? Is that OK with you? Over. <sighs> Have we got any aspirin? Yeah. <sighs> Don't anaesthetise yourself to reality. Jimmy, I'm having second. For God's sake, we've been through this hundreds of times. KLF should go further than anyone else. It's what we agreed. We did. We did. We do. That's what we're here to do. Yeah, you do stupid things. We don't want the supermarket every Saturday morning, nine-to-five job, Volvo estate car, dental implants, travel insurance life cycle. We're seekers. Seekers, yes. Seekers? Him again. I miss Ken. Inspirational. That's me, Ken Campbell. 
One-man dynamo of British theatre. Bill borrowed the word seekers from me, which I nicked from the Illuminatus trilogy. Memo 254, line 300. Seekers. People who are restlessly searching the vast possibilities beyond the ordinary. Not to be confused with Australian folk pop quartet, The Seekers, whose only seeking was for a number one, which they found in 1971 when their song, I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing, got reappropriated by a famous Illuminati Beck Corporation into the fizz-busting, quasi-multicultural embracing foot-tepper, I'd Like to Buy the World a Coke. Hey, it's the real thing. Once we get to Jura, I'll make us all parsnip soup. I hate parsnip soup. That's the last thing I want. We won't have time. Hmm, good. Looks like the cracks are beginning to show. So, how did they end up here with a plan to burn a million? It's 1986. Bill Drummond is working as an A&R manager for Warner Music. He's in charge of a band that Jimmy Cord is in. He plays lead guitar. The band is named... Brilliant! The public thinks otherwise. Why can't we go to Ratner's? There's no time. Now tilt your head. Here we go. Ow! And frozen peas. That really hurts. You've got very thick earlobes. Piercing one complete. What do you mean, piercing one? You look fab with two more holes behind that. What? I'm not having more. It's for the band. I'll get septicemia. Sometimes I wonder if you really want this. Of course I do. Look at me. I'm in silver PVC trousers and eyeliner. So don't balk at the finishing touch to the look. Hi, guys. Hi, Bob. Bob, don't think you'd be down here. Bill, I need a word. Sure. In private. That's Bob Gittings, by the way, of Warner Music UK. Bill, this isn't working. We can't spend this on a video. Seriously, Brilliant are on the brink of megastardom. Kiss the Lips of Life, Charted, Dub Funk, it's the future. We have to back them. It peaked at 83. You've already pissed away 300k. Warner haven't got money to burn on this turn. I know I can do what I did with the Bunnymen, Bob. We just got the wrong producers. Stock Aitken and Waterman are a hit-making factory. Except with your band. Shut this down. I can't do that. The band will be devastated. I like Jimmy. Am I running a dating agency? You fucking the merchandise, Bill? No, he's a friend. He's got a great ass. They all have, but Warner doesn't want them. Bill, how old are you? 33. And a third, huh? Like the revolutions of an album? Oh. Listen, buddy, your heart's not in it here. You're an indie guy. Warner is about hits, not making the John Peel's playlist. You're just not a corporate animal. Are you trying to fire me? I've got another baby on the way. I didn't know Jenny was pregnant again. She's not. Do, do you know what, Bob? I've had enough of this corporate shit, the way you chew people up and spit them out. There's got to be more. I quit. Bill, won't stop bleeding. Bill, where are you going? I quit. What's happened? It's time for a revolution in my life. There's a mountain to climb. I want to see the world from the top. But I let you pierce my ear. Well, how are we going to survive? It's not me, Jenny. I had to leave. You can't keep a job. You can't keep your family. You can't keep it in your pants. Oh. Well, I'm not sure I want to keep you anymore. Jenny, it'll be... Oh. 
To begin his quest to spiritually realign himself, Bill heads to Scotland, to his parents' home, the Reverend Jack and Rosalind Drummonds. He can't go back to Liverpool. Things are a bit sticky there. Mmm, licking potato, my faith. Thanks for letting me stay. Is Jenny okay? Still cross. Well, she would be. But it was making you sad being with all those spiritually bankrupt music people. What will I do instead, Dad? You could run a soup kitchen. Uh, I don't know. Music's all I know. I don't know what to do. I don't know who I am. I think it'd be lovely if you made your own music instead of managing these awkward characters. He's too old to be a pop star. Nonsense. I am, Mum. The music industry fetishises youth to exploit the disposable incomes of 16 to 25-year-olds. I'm 33 and a third. You've got a lovely voice. You loved singing with the locals in South Africa when you were wee. You're very good on the you, Haddy. Can you still speak with that? What is it, Beniswa? Yeka! Yeka! Ukuhamba! Yemani nanini! Nyuka mamba! Enyama kude! What's she saying? She says, stop walking. There's a black mamba five feet away. Dad, look! Over there! Oh, yes. She says, keep very still. Yes. Yes, there it's going. Oh, God. She says, it's safe now. Phew. That was a lucky escape. Hey, well done, William. Still got your pocket money? Yes. Give it to Boniswa to say thank you. But... I'm saving up for crayons. That's a nice gesture. Okay. Well done, Beniswa. Encozy, thank you. Encozy, Beniswa. Ah, thank you, William. But no, you keep. Neda kitlini emali. Itzila buchles benzinzo. What she say? She says, please keep the money. It taints the goodness of the act. <laughs> Thank you, Beniswa. I will draw this moment in crayon. Ndiza kavulu le mzuzu kui crayoni. Keep playing, son. Such a clever, kind boy. But I'm lost. Well, why don't you read a book? This is a good one. That often helps with a black dog. Oh, go fishing. It's a beautiful day, William. Hello? Hey, look, you're here, in the water. Huh? Ken? You're in the water? Correct. You're a talking salmon. What are you going to do, right? Ken? Yeah, it's me. Do you want to know what to do or not? Well, yes, I do, Ken. You've got to form a hip-hop band. That's where it's all going on. I swam the Atlantic from New York. That's what all the kids are listening to. But the industry fetishises you... Yes, yeah, OK, that's true, but believe in yourself, you idiot. And call yourselves the justified ancients of Mumu. From the Illuminatus trilogy? The justified ancients of Mumu. 
or the Jams, are a secret society that opposes the Illuminati. Another secret society made up of the top 1% of the population that seek to impose a totalitarian new world order and control the minds of the rest of the 99%. Illuminati-backed explorer Cecil Rhodes coined the phrase, kick out the Jams, which later became the basis of the MC5 song. The Illuminati are especially dominant in the music industry because of the power it commands over the masses. So, shake up music, Bill. Cause chaos and confusion. Make it heroic and make it funny. Whoa! Gotcha. Oh, sorry, Ken. Oh, oh, clever. You just get get a hook out of my mouth. Okay. Oh, Oh, well. Thank you. But I'm not so sure, Ken. Hip-hop records have beatboxes, samples. I've got no clue. You must know someone who can do all that stuff. I don't know. Maybe Jimmy Cotty, but he's not my friend anymore. Go woo him and reread the good book. Well, that's what Dad said. No, not the Bible, you idiot. The Illuminatus trilogy. I saw the two Roberts, by the way, before I crossed the Atlantic. Do you know they wrote it when they were working for Hugh Hefner, the scumbag? Right. Now, throw me back. The two Roberts are this book's creators, Robert Shea and Robert Anton Wilson, both journalists working on Playboy magazine when the Illuminatus trilogy began to take shape in 1969. Robert? Robert? I, I was wondering, might I be able to, to swap to editing the readers' letters for a while? Why would you want to do that, Robert? I, I'm getting a little tired of the boob pics. Maybe try the butt desk. Yep. <laughs> None of it's exactly feminist, though. But what did you expect? This is Playboy magazine, not spare room. But I, I'm more of a, of a text man. If I could break up my day with just a, a few reader's letters, the readers are a bunch of nuts. Listen to this one. Hi there, Playboys. I can reveal that John F. Kennedy was not assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald, but by the Illuminati. Illuminati. An organization that controls the world. See? They're all conspiracy nuts. Well, I I think they they kind of reflected a a general paranoia in the world. Hey, hey, maybe we could make some kind of book out of these uh, reader's letters. We should collect Here comes Avenue. Hey, what do you think of this centipede? Ah, uh, should I sleep with her? Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna sleep with her now. That guy's close. Hefner would hate a book like that. He is probably one of the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, and all the rest of them he has down at the bunny farm. Hughes, Getty, Murdoch. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> What a lovely big fish. He might be all bones, Mum. Oh, this is a good bit. It was the year when they finally imminentized the Eschaton. On April 1st, the world's great powers came closer to nuclear war than ever before. A mass human sacrifice for the Illuminati. Saved by the goddess Eris and her justified... Ancients of Moomoo. What? Ken's right. I should do this. William, can you lay the table, please? 
I've got some lovely new forks. The ones with the rather striking triangle on the handle. Huh? It's the eye of the pyramid. It's a strange coincidence. Do you like them? Uh, uh, one minute. I've got to make a call. Hi. Jimmy. It's Bill Drummond. Oh. I need to talk to you. I haven't got time. I'm having a party. But this is important. What is it? You want your peas back? Uh, no, no, no. I've got this idea, a new venture. To be honest, Bill, I don't think I'm ready to work with you again. I'm quite pissed off about how things turned out with Brilliant. It's no fun being dropped with a pierced ear. Completely skinned. Oh, I'm skinned too, if it's any consolation. But it's good Warner killed Brilliant off because now we're going to do something that's a million times better. We're? We're going to make music that changes things and means something. And we're going to do it ourselves. We're not going to be slaves to the man. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm serious. We'll get a number one hit. Earn loads. Where have I heard this before? This time it's true. I want a number one. Do you? Are you sure you want a number one? Absolutely. Do you want a number two as well? Oh, well, a number two would be fine, obviously, but not as good as a number one. So you want a number one and a number two? Okay, yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> oh, God, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I don't, in fact, need the laboratory. I'm serious! I know we can make it happen. And I know you want it too. And when we do, everything will be all right. We'll have money and we'll feel okay about ourselves. I know it will happen. Bugger! Look, Jimmy, I want to go on a journey, make real music again with you. Bigger Japan was a long time ago. Maybe having a midlife crisis. <sighs> Might be easier to buy yourself a sports car. Or I can sort you out with some Charlie if you want to feel young again. I don't want drugs. I need to... I, I need to bring chaos to the music corporate structure. A drug habit would be much simpler. Dismantle the Illuminati's control of the music industry. We're going to be a hip-hop band called the Justified Ancients of Moo. I'm not sure. What, like Illuminatus? Yeah, you know it. Yeah, I love it. I read it years ago, but I'd forgotten all about it. But now I realise it can help lead the way. I saw the play they did back in the day, Ken Campbell. I designed that! You? How come you never said? Well, 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 you never... When you're a corporate scumbag, you never think of it. Is Jimmy about? He's in Australia. I'm Bill. Oh, right, yeah, he did say about you. Oh, come in. Look at this. Uh, interesting. What? Don't step on the pizza. Or him. Or her. Yeah, we had a party last week. Just finished. Jimmy! Is that Bill? Jimmy! All right. Bill, welcome to Trans Central. I thought it was a studio. You can see we never saw any of that 300k you spent on the band. Okay, so how should we start? What are you thinking? Hip hop music with soul, a driving beat, and a big message. Have you seen the latest AIDS campaign? I've got it here on a dat. Let's have a listen. I'll whack it in the sampler. There is now a danger that has become a threat to us all. See, I thought we could appropriate the marketing of fear and mix it with love songs. Mm. Something like this. Mixed in with John Hurt. Man or That sounds very subversive. It's great. Maybe throw in a duck. Yeah. 
the people or the ducks quacking along. I wouldn't be surprised if AIDS is a virus created by the Illuminati. Yeah, wrap it. Southern Texas, 69, killer virus meets the world. What about mixing in this? That's fabulous. Yeah, I think we might have something here, something special. So you're with me? Yeah, but I have to sign on on Thursdays. Ah, I'm Fridays, that's so annoying. OK, let's release it on a white label, get a buzz going in the press. But first we'll have to clear the samples. Uh, artists steal from each other all the time. It's the evolution of music. We couldn't steal from ABBA if they hadn't stolen from the Beatles, if they hadn't stolen from Buddy Holly, if he hadn't stolen from Elvis, if he hadn't stolen from Big Boy Crudup. A band of squareo lawyers from Belgium invented copyright just to muscle in on the creative scene. We should change our names, though. I'll be King Boy D. And I'll be Rock Man Rock. This is fun. Is it really this easy? Yeah, it really is. Computers are the nuts. Mr. William Drummond, a.k.a. King Boy D, and Mr. James Corty, a.k.a. Rock Man Rock, please stand to hear the verdict. By order of ABBA and the Mechanical Copyright Protection Society, all copies of your single, The Queen and I, are to be destroyed within 24 hours, or you will face a fine of £12 million. It was going so well. Their first single, All You Need Is Love, was followed by The Queen and I, both a critical success with music journalists who dubbed the jams... Most exhilarating band of the year. But alas, this happened. But that's stupid, my lud, man. Violence in court. You're a bunch of fascists. Leave it, Jimmy. Let's go. We spent everything on those records. This is terrible news. If you destroy them, you will be bankrupt. That's Jagdish Mystery, their accountant. Well, what will you do? Maybe you could get subprime mortgages if you self-certified. That's a surefire winner. The whole thing's ridiculous. How can ABBA be so tight? They're rich. They can't have heard the record. It must be their management. I'm sure if we can speak to ABBA and tell them where we're coming from, they'll understand. They're artists, after all. Artists help other artists. Yeah, but we don't even know where they live. They live in Sweden. So what are you saying? We should load up the car with the vinyl and get them to say it's okay. I don't speak Swedish and it's really cold there. I can't stand the cold. I've got a real problem with the cold. Well, I'm Scottish. I love the cold. I should live in Iceland or something. If you don't mind me saying, you should be saving money, not spending it on petrol. We need to find Abba, okay? We've got 24 hours or we're screwed. <sighs> Give us a hand with these records, Jagdish. Oh, gosh, they're heavy. You should have done CDs. Will Abba stand in the way of Bill and Jimmy's quest to bring chaos to the music corporate structure? Are they strong enough to resist the temptations of conformity? How true can they be to their ideals? Shall we have a look at the money? Do you think that's a good idea? Why not? We probably won't have many more chances to look at one million quid. Gimpo, pass us the cases. Right, there you go. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah. I've got a right cob on, if I'm honest. What are you doing? 
hoping £20,000 for a sec. What's going on back there? Nothing. Let's close the case. Put the money back. So precious. So precious. Bill, Bill, put it back. Okay, that was totally bonkers. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Now, I remember in when I first came to the UK uh, in the late 90s, I'd never heard of the KLF before. And uh, everyone that I met had because they'd been on top of the pops. So yeah. they'd, you know, they, they had these, these wild stunt performance pieces and whatnot. Yeah. And this whole thing, I had heard about the burning a million quid at that point. And it was this sort of urban legend myth thing. Nobody was sure if they'd actually done it or not. And there was there was supposedly a bit of grainy video footage that showed them doing it, yeah. but nobody ever really knew. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's amazing to hear the sort of all the details around it. The interesting thing is that um, it's got something in common with fatwa. This <laughs> it's really hard to burn things. Yes. So when you're trying to burn books, it's it's harder than it looks. <laughs> right. You, you, right. You know, there, right. There's an approach. Yeah. There's a kind of Keystone Cops element to, to a bit yeah, of it. And also, don't murder stuff, right? Yeah. Tends yeah. not to be sensible in the long run. Yeah. Valuable things. Just let's just leave them alone, probably. Yeah. Um, all right. So, how to burn a million quid? If you want to hear all the episodes, go to BBC Sounds and subscribe. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.